0: Hi there, this is Alvin and welcome to the Kickstart Commerce Podcast where we share search marketing and domain name investing strategies to help grow your business. Obviously, things look a bit different today and that's because we are at NamesCon 2020 here in Austin, Texas. And so today's guest obviously is none other than, you can see him here, Morgan Linton. And so you're probably familiar with Morgan. MorganLinton.com. Uh, as well as probably some of us are familiar with uh, bantering with him <laughs> on Twitter. And so in today's episode, we are going to uh, do a bit of discussion in terms of what's going on here at NamesCon, as well as get into, you know, how someone like Morgan, how he invests in terms of domain names. And then last but not least, we're going to do uh, three lessons that basically forever changed how he invests in domain names. So with that, Morgan? Man, welcome.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me here. Yes. Excited to be on. Certainly, certainly. I still have a voice today. <laughs> <laughs> this could be the end of my voice. I feel like this may be the last day. So,
0: How many meetings have you had?
1: I've had probably
0: uh, something around 30, I would say, so far. It's been a lot. So 30, and so NamesCon started Wednesday. So you had yeah. meetings Wednesday. I had meetings Wednesday.
1: I had meetings pretty much all day yesterday. Right. Uh, and you had, a, all uh, you had a um, session. At a session. Yeah. Yeah. It's been really busy. It's been fantastic. But yeah, (laughs) with NamesCon, because it's the biggest conference in the industry, it's also when, you know, the most people are together. Right. Um, And because all of us live all over the world, which is a great thing about domain investing, Mm -hmm. but also means when we're together, like to get that face time is so important.
0: Right. So it's interesting because I finally I guess the light bulb goes on here in terms of this is my second NamesCon. Uh, My first was in 2018, so out in Vegas, uh, Tropicana. And so, obviously, venue changed now. We're here in Austin, Texas. We're at the uh, Omni Downtown Hotel. And so, one of the things that really occurred to me this um, conference is that there are really almost like three conferences, if you will, that are happening. There's the all in to every session so the attendees going from session to session Mm -hmm. to session to keynote um, daily as well as to different functions like um, happy hours Mm -hmm. dinners and then there's people like yourself who to a certain extent I'm like you are the information resource so you sit on panels but then as far as attending sessions yeah I haven't I haven't been to a session yet (laughs) I've been in too many meetings so so, so what are you what are you doing yeah What, what are you
1: yeah so yeah i mean i meet with just because i've been doing this it's uh uh been 12 years uh since i started so yeah started in 2007 um and it's just such a great community um and i've just gotten to know people so well over the years and so there's a lot of us that um either have done deals together or doing deals together or we like to at least once a year share like what's working for us and what doesn't um, and so there's some people that I've known for years that have been doing this for 25 years. Right. I know with a few people today that have been doing this for 25 plus years. So I love meeting with them. They've got really interesting insights. They can really see how things have changed over time. Meeting with other people um, like uh, Josh Roshonen. I probably yeah. pronounced his name wrong, but
0: <laughs> sorry, Josh. Uh, <laughs> but like Posh.com. <laughs> yeah,
1: Posh.com, <laughs> Sign.com. I had beers with him last night, and he's someone that like, I communicate with a bunch on Twitter, but I haven't had the chance to just like sit down and talk to. Right. Uh, and so it's really, you know, I think there's so much you can learn when you share what you're doing. Someone else shares what they're doing. And then you can have that dialogue. Boy, I just feel like a
0: sponge. It's just like <laughs> so much to learn. I love it. So then you're you're pretty much hopping the meeting circuit. And mm-hmm. then there's kind of the last uh, lane, if you will, where it's you have people like myself that are. You know, going to the sessions, trying to get video content, trying mm-hmm. to have interviews like yeah. this at the same time to yeah. be able to uh, provide at least a bit of educational or informational guidance um, to the industry. And then also I'm hopping in between meetings. And so it is like a whirlwind. Event. If it wasn't for you, I would miss a lot of stuff, though,
1: because I, I get up <laughs> and then I read your posts and I watch your videos. So it's very helpful. <laughs> it's like
0: I'll go
1: live throughout Alvin. Yeah. Perfect. I'm not just a guest. I'm also a fan. Yeah, <laughs> certainly.
0: And so, so you said you've been in um, domain investing for, what, 12 years? 12 years So how did now, you yeah. get in? Yeah.
1: Uh, funny story how I got in, actually. So I was working for uh, Sonos, a digital music company, right. uh, sells wireless multi-music systems. And I'd come into, like at the time, in my early 20s, what well, was a lot of money for me. And I was looking at, like, what should I do with this money? And I talked to my dad. And my dad said, oh, you should put it in mutual funds, or you should buy real estate. I thought, boy, that sounds so boring. Like, (laughs) in my 20s, I should do something more interesting. And I actually, I kid you not, I searched on Google for how to make money online. And I found uh, Sahar's blog, early domain investor and blogger, conceptualist.com, read about what he was doing buying and selling domain names, discovered DN Journal, discovered domain name Wire. That was pretty much the only blogs that existed then. Domaining.com wasn't around, um, but I said, wow, this is so interesting, and that's what first kind of inspired me to start investing in domains. I do what most people do, is get overly excited, take all (laughs) the money in the world that you haven't invested in domain names, and then wait a few months and go, oh no, what have I done? (laughs) So that's how it started.
0: He's like, I started buy, 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 instead of
1: read, 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 read. (laughs) Yes, I went very heavy on .us names, which was a terrible mistake at the time, (laughs) and I uh, do not have those names anymore. <laughs> I've since learned my lesson.
0: I've licked my wounds. I've yeah, moved on. I'm over It's okay. It's
1: a long time ago. <laughs>
0: Interesting. So, I mean, so what domains are you investing in, or what extensions are you yeah. investing in this
1: day? I mean, my core focus has always been two-word coms. Oh. Like two-word coms are are my bread and butter. Like, they've that's always my safe space. They've always been good to me. Um, I tend to buy in the like sub five hundred dollar range, sell in the say. range. It's kind of where I sit with two-word .coms. Uh, And then starting maybe four years ago, I began investing more and more in .io, Uh, mostly one-word .ios, like names that I could see selling for six figures in .com or that had sales history of selling for six figures in .com, having that same name in .io. Uh Um, And then more recently, just kind of dipping my toes in, not trying to say that <laughs> this is the direction everyone should go, and I don't think it's going to represent more than 5% of my portfolio. Uh, but starting to play around a little bit with uh, .gg,
0: .ai, and .vc. So why those extensions?
1: Um, just because I see what's happening in those markets. So you know, I run a software company in San Francisco. That's my, my full-time day job. <laughs> and all the founders that I know, when they're trying to get the name for their company, <laughs> they end up with um, you know, the same thing that everybody goes through. They yeah. want the .com, the .com is taken or is too expensive to buy. And so then they go, well, what else do I want? And in a lot of cases, .io is like their top choice next really? to .com. Like .io is just on fire in the startup space. Um, .ai has seen a similar growth over the last couple of years as kind of AI and machine learning has become a hotter topic. And so now if you're an AI startup, I'm seeing more and more startups go, well, I want the .ai name because that provides the context for what it is that I do. Um, and then .vc, same thing for VC space. You know, I look at, there's a VC firm called Cowboy Ventures. Like for them, having cowboy.com isn't necessarily as useful as cowboy.vc because cowboy.com sounds like it has to do with something to do with cowboys or with something Western, whereas cowboy.vc, you instantly understand, oh, that's a VC firm. Um, and .gg, I mean, this is like—I feel like (laughs) I'm—I'm giving away a secret here in some ways, but I think this is like one of the sleeper.
0: Everybody madly. This is one of the
1: sleeper TLDs of the of the decade, I would say. Like I said, I'm not going heavy in investing, and I do not recommend anybody does that because you could lose all your money. So here's what here's what happened. So, in any kind of like competitive esports, so Mm -hmm. like League of Legends is is the the most popular in the world, and then you have Fortnite and a bunch of other games, Counter Strike. You know, just like with a a traditional sport, like when a baseball game ends, what does everybody do? Both teams kind of walk and shake each other's hands, right? Mm -hmm. At the end of any e-sport, and, you know, a lot of these are, you know, broadcast on Twitch, on YouTube, have millions and millions of views. At the end of every game, everybody you'll see in the chat to each other says GG, which means good game. Um, And that is just, there is no other way. Nobody ends by saying good game. Nobody ends by saying, great playing with you. It's not like there's a bunch of different permutations of what happens at the end of a game. Right. Every single competitive eSport worldwide in every language ends with GG. And so within the gaming community, .gg is massive. Discord, which is bigger than Slack or Twitter for the gaming community, started on Discord.gg. Hmm. Um, and I would say at least 50% of the pro like athletes that are making, I guess, People have trouble with, you know, <laughs> people being called athletes. So I'll say gamers so I don't get myself in trouble for this, because I don't want to suddenly have people saying, like, well, how can you call them athletes? But the gamers oh, uh, that make, say, over $500,000 a year that are on these pro teams, at least half of those teams are on .gg domain. And So when you go to a gaming conference or a gaming event, .gg is
0: everywhere. I'm, wait, rewind back to yeah,
1: most people have no idea. Athletes
0: are making half a million sure, dollars.
1: Yeah, yeah, people don't realize how much money these gamers are wait, making. Small teams, though.
0: What? I mean, playing like, games. So, so teams, in terms of, I guess, are they grouping four or five people together? Usually four or five people. Yeah. So you have
1: like um, Liquid is one of the biggest uh, teams out there. Uh, San Francisco. We have our own esports team called SF Shock. Actually, won the. Uh, uh, Overwatch uh, Cup a few months ago. Uh, and these are these are viewed, you know, first off, uh, eSports viewership is growing faster um, than uh, TV or, or music uh, listenership. So the growth rate is out of this world. Um, and it's global. So, like, the cool thing is, like, I went to BlizzCon, a, a gaming conference, and watched eSports, and it felt like being at the Olympics. The stadium was full. First off, there was... About thirty thousand people in the stadium just watching Overwatch when I was watching Overwatch, and it was divided by country. So I'm actually a big fan of the South Korean team, so I actually sit with South Korea and wave the South Korean flag and cheer on with everybody. And you know, like they're playing the Netherlands. Then you have the Netherlands over there, and it's almost like going to an Olympic sport. So it's truly global, which means the growth is really right. going to be astronomical. Whereas you know, if you look at like baseball, for example, which is also global. Um, but in a different way, because it's mostly U.S. and Canadian teams. Right. Yeah.
0: And, and it's matured quite a bit. Yes. So, yeah. this is, so would you say that it's more of a generational Absolutely.
1: thing? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, hey, you're no.
0: probably 40 below.
1: Yeah, anyone that I talk to that is my my age or older is like, what are you talking about? You're going <laughs> to what? You're watching what? You watch Twitch? Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> But I do. I like. That's what I'm into. Because I've never been like a super big traditional sports fan. So like everyone's been asking me because uh, the Super Bowl is on right. Sunday, um, and I just found out the 49ers are in the Super Bowl. And people <laughs> like, people have been asking me, like, oh, are you so excited? I'm like, I can't name a single player on the 49ers. I don't watch football. <laughs> uh, football season annoys me because like my favorite sports bars are really crowded all the time with people, people watching sports. Here. Yeah. Um, so. Esports. I've I've always been into gaming more than traditional sports, so I've always gravitated towards that. And so it's interesting when I go to these conferences, the people that I end up meeting are like 15 years younger. Um, but it's great because it gives me insight into you know what are 22 year olds thinking about, and you know what services are they using, and boy, the number of people that have. Websites on .gg domain names or giving their email address and it was at a domain at a gg domain name right. or connecting through discord. It's a whole different world.
0: Interesting. So, but when we think about that, so there's a generation of folks that are using .gg. So to yeah. a certain extent, it's not to say that .com doesn't matter, but they're somewhat becoming a bit blind, if you will, yeah. in terms of what that ending TLD is.
1: Well, and they're, they're biased because they like .gg. I mean, uh, there's still plenty of teams that brand on .com, right. but there's a lot that like .gg. I think Discord was really what gave it the push, because right. Discord is like the chat app that everybody uses in gaming. Um, gotcha. It's kind of like Slack, but it'll show like what game you're playing, and it has a really good connection to games and to platforms like Steam um, and to Epic Game Launcher and things like that. Uh, and they branded it on .gg, and uh, like a bunch of big, big, big eSport teams Branded on .gg and it
0: just set the bar for everybody else. And so, literally, .gg is just seeing this exponential growth. Yeah. Now, in comparison to, let's say .io, what does that look?
1: Yeah, that I mean, I or? think .io is growing a lot faster. Okay. I think .gg. These are still the early days. Um, you know, who knows? We may look back on this video ten years from now. Right. My beard will be down to here. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll die it. So I'll, dye it. So, I'll dye it. so I will dye it so i will not have any gray hairs in it. <laughs> but. Um, and we could be looking and be like, well, Morgan, that guy was an idiot. <laughs> he told everybody how great .gg is, and that thing just tanked. Right. Um, or maybe it is that it's just really early. Um, that's what I think.
0: Interesting. Because
1: it's early for eSports, right? Like eSports right. people, st- I know we didn't think we were going to be talking about this. But, um, yeah, yeah, no. uh, but eSports, I think, is in such a nascent state, and it's so misunderstood. And what I compare it to is there's a great article uh, from like 1905 and it's warning parents don't let your kids read fiction books it will <laughs> rot their brains now obviously you know parents are like oh my kids reading all the harry potter books like oh what a genius that's fantastic they love reading and i think games are misunderstood in the same way it's just like you know you go to see a great movie or everyone talks about this great netflix series and it's like well what's to say that's better than playing a game. You actually right. activate more neurons, it requires more thought, it requires more, you know, dexterity with your hands. Right. And you have to think quickly. Like you have to think much faster in a competitive esport than you do in chess, for wow. example. But everyone considers chess to be this academic game right. and League of Legends to be a cartoony game where people waste their time. That's gonna change, but you know, it usually takes Generation for that to change,
0: right? And that's what I was about to say. So it, it's interesting that you have now this generation that's coming in. Obviously, they're being introduced to .gg names, mm-hmm. and, and they're still .com names. It's not that .gg has this market, but I go for what the interest is of the time. Yes, it do, .gg does, but it's also going. So what does this mean for that next generation yes. of domain investing?
1: Yes, exactly. Like, Same with .ai, right? It's like right. ten years ago, .ai wasn't that hot. .ai was still there 10 years ago,
0: Right, it wasn't that hot. Now it is. Hot, and I think... So, so what's the pricing look like with a .gg versus uh, a yeah. .ai? Because I think it's like .ai like $100. Dot AI's
1: are expensive, and they have a high carrying cost to them. Yeah, I think .ai depending on where you register them, can be anywhere from like, yeah, like $129 a year to $199 right. a year. Wow. GGs are, I think... Um, I just bought a bunch of GGs, so I probably know this. <laughs> I can look it up on my phone. Uh, I think... You can get them for like thirty-five bucks or so. Okay. I'd say similar pricing to io. You know, any of these non.coms have a higher carrying cost, but that's why I always think, you know, kind of my methodology outside of .com is it should be a name that if I told you the .com right. and I said I'm asking five hundred thousand for it, you'd be like, yep, that seems fair. If it's something that doesn't meet that criteria, probably not worth buying. So right. any of the stuff I buy in a .io or .gg. It has to be just a super premium one word.
0: Interesting. So then, obviously, we likely have people that are either coming into the industry. They're gonna hear this. Yeah. They're gonna rush out. They're gonna go.
1: You I wanna they go they out and buy a dot GG Yeah. Don't do that, thing. by the way, because then you're gonna hate me for it when you lose all your money. <laughs> so <laughs> I've never sold the .gg name. Like I go.
0: <laughs> what do you recommend? Like, do you? So obviously, there's the the legacy TLDs. There's yeah. the dot .coms, the .net, the .orgs. Um, obviously, we have the new TLDs. We're, what, five five to seven years into this thing. But then there are the ccTLDs, so yeah. the dot .ai's, the dot yeah. Like, where do you suggest is they- Oh, and dot .co, I place? should say dot .co also, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's actually, I realized I forgot to mention dot .co, which I think is probably the best place if you invest outside of dot .com right now. Ah, gotcha. Um, Nicole wrote an m- amazing, um, uh, analysis on name pros
0: which everyone should um yeah look up look him up hyper hyper names Hypername. right i think so yeah, yeah hyper names yeah. actually i think if you go to the website he lists um all of his domain names on that site and, i mean it's a pretty pretty slick
1: he's done a fantastic site, so. job keeping track of all that but yeah i think you know outside of.com
0: uh one word.co's one word.io's and when you say one word, like, are we, you know, somebody's gonna? It never fails. <laughs> Someone will run out. I registered a twenty-four yeah. character. Yeah, co, some really weird. Yeah. said it yeah. was one word. Yeah. So yeah. No, guys. Yeah. Like, I mean, you gotta use some some reason with this. And typically, you're probably talking about one word, probably eight characters or less. Yeah, I pretty much.
1: Say. Yeah, and usually they're not going to be available to buy. So if you can hand register, not to say you can't make money hand registering. Right. I think Nickel made a bunch of hand registering names, but uh, you know, a lot of the premium names end up getting picked up by drop catchers, and that's where you're going to get them. So places like park.io and GoDaddy
0: Auctions are two of the main places I buy um, gotcha. that inventory. So then, obviously, you just mentioned, you're like, oh, well, I've not sold a GG name, so... And I just bought GG names, by the way, like this month. So this <laughs> is going <gonna be,
1: laughs> so to be... Talk to me a year new. from now, and I'll tell you I'll tell you how it goes, yeah.
0: So then buying g- dot .gg names, so yeah. then... What are you selling in terms of sales and what are you doing? Mostly
1: mostly tour.coms. Still, that's always kind of been my bread and butter. That's it. And .io. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And I get a lot lot of offers on both that I turn down. Because I'm not a full-time domain, this is not like what I need for my livelihood, um, which I think is a great position for a lot of people to be in with domaining, which they are in. You can wait until you get a price that you think would be reasonable. At the same time, I also have like level set.
0: Pricing, so I'm not expecting crazy prices for, for everything. Gotcha. So then in terms of just what you do, obviously yeah. you said, hey, I'm not a full time yeah. domain investor. So then how much time are you actually dedicating to domain investing? Yeah.
1: Pretty much no time during the week. because um, I run a start that, well, I run a startup, so that <laughs> takes up all my time. <laughs> so during the week, you know, I write a blog, I spend about half an hour a day writing a blog post. That's about all I do domaining on weekdays. Uh, Saturday, I try to just take the day off and relax and not do anything in front of a computer. Uh, Sundays is usually my once a week time, and I usually spend two to three hours and usually kind of go through my portfolio, checking renewals, um, doing any kind of deeper research or analysis I might do. You know, with the exception of when I get inbound offers, I respond to those right away, but I would say on average that takes like two to three minutes a day because I get maybe... One to two inbound offers a day, so, so no
0: hand regging outside of obviously buying .gg names yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But so no hand regging, and then what about it, the um, expired auctions?
1: Yeah, that's pretty much where I buy. Okay.
0: Yeah, and so Sunday also, that's when I'll usually do my expired domain buying. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. So then, in terms of these lessons that you were talking yes. about, yeah. Like let me pull what, this up. What are these lessons that yeah. you know forever just kind of changed your strategy? Yeah.
1: So I have three different uh, lessons I've learned from specific domain sales <laughs> that I put together for uh, the talk that Bray and I did. And then we opened it up for questions, which was a lot of fun, but we <laughs> no, never got was, to other lessons. What was the
0: name of the, the it session? Was,
1: it was um, uh, A Year in the Life of a Domainer. OK. So I think we st- well, I mean, we didn't really cover that at all. We just, <laughs> like, we asked questions, and people kept asking questions, which was great. And there right. were so many good questions, I think it ended up being a really fantastic session, <laughs> just completely different than what it was planned to be. <laughs> But sometimes the best things are unplanned. So. Hey, there you um, go. So yeah, I guess um, one of them I did share in the session. The other two I didn't. But I'll start with this anyways. Um, so uh, summon.com was a one-word.com I bought for, I think, like $3,500. And I got an offer a couple months later for $18,000. Um, and so two mistakes I made. First off, I was, like, too afraid to counter because I didn't want to lose the deal. And I thought, oh, this seems so great. So I didn't even... Like, I'm sure they had a bigger budget than the first number they threw out. Wow! Um, and uh, I was very excited. But because it was so close in time to when I purchased it, I was like, this is great. I spent 3500 I made $18,000. Fantastic. Um, and then everyone I told about that sale that was like a more experienced domainer was like, Aww. oh, man, <laughs> that is a terrible deal. And I'm like, what do you mean? 3500 $18,000? <laughs> they are like, that could be a six-figure name. And I was like, Yay. oh, yeah. <laughs> so lesson there was, well, first off, don't accept the first offer you get. Wow. That's usually not their high. Um, and second off, you know, especially for like a one OneWord.com like that, you know, there's I think this psychology that you have of you're more likely to sell a name for less money if the offer comes in closer to the time that you bought it. Mm. There's a, a psychology of it where you're like, well, I want to flip, right? right? when really that has nothing to do with um, good business economics, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, what you really want is the highest ROI that you can get, right? right? Which is not necessarily going to come two months after you bought the name. Exactly, Got um, So that was lesson one. Um, have not made that mistake again.
0: <laughs> so, then, so then wait, so before going to two, so yeah. summon.com. So yeah. there are probably folks that are sitting there with one word. So yeah. one, one of the domains that came to mind for me was something like uh, Mattello. Mm -hmm. so think m-i-t-e-l-o yeah yeah so i'm sitting there thinking and hearing the story and going oh well i've got a six six figure domain and uh, you go well not exactly yeah well
1: it's yeah you know some of the brandables they can sell for that correct but the sweet spot is more in the four five figure range right um yeah for something like that you know if it's a very well-known word. Yeah, it's uh, a dictionary word. Yeah, I was talking about, like, like, Josh that bought sign.com. Like, that's a very clear six-figure name. Right. I always say you can tell if a name is six figures just by when you hear it, you know right away. Yeah. Right? So, like, someone, like, could be... No, not necessarily. I mean, it could be also a high five-figure name. It's not one that, like, screams. Certainly not a seven-figure name. Um, but, you know, when you look at a lot of the six-figure one-word sales, they seem pretty pretty obvious.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Now, are, are you what's the likelihood of finding, like, a uh, summon in, in expired auctions that's going to be, because I know most oh, people yeah. go, well, oh, I'll pay, you know, no, $100, $200. Yeah. It's like, well, no, you're likely, the likelihood is you're probably going to be high four figures. Oh, yeah, at least.
1: And now, you know. That you find as gems. Yeah, now you're going to be paying even close to retail, I think, a lot of times when you wow. buy it in auction. Um, this was reaching out directly to the owner. Right. Yeah, the name. yeah. actually, how I ended up getting the name was I was helping a startup acquire a domain name, and that was one of the names they were looking at, and they decided to go with a different name, and these guys got back to me after the startup had already bought the other name and said, oh, hey, actually, we're not even using this. We'll sell it to you for 3500 bucks." I thought, well, that's great. So, Who knew? Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. But there's a lot of competition in that market. There's a lot of domain investors and brokers that are pinging OneWord.com winners all the time and trying to get them to
0: sell for wholesale so wow. it is a, that's a crowded market too and most people probably they i go they either don't know about the domain industry or market altogether yeah and they're just kind of like yeah i think i held this thing long enough yeah 3, yeah yeah, sure. yeah yeah and then they move on and then it reminds me so much of um my original sale to where i was in 30 dollars. yeah sold it for 500 yeah and then found out two weeks later that it got flipped for like five grand
1: yeah and yeah. i'm like i'm like no still
0: made more than 10 xri exactly but i'm like yeah i could have yeah but it's it's one of those things you i guess you learn that um in the domain industry like you have to leave a little meat on the bone
1: yeah and also it's like you don't know if you haven't gotten a lot of offers on a certain name right you know why would you not take an offer i mean i have some domains that i've had offers on over the years but nothing over say a thousand dollars so if i get a 2500 hundred dollar offer and I counter at 7,500. We land at 4,000. Am I leaving someone on the table? Maybe, but like, when am I going to get that again? how long do I want to wait? Right,
0: yeah. right. And I think um, James Booth he mentioned something like this in one of his sessions this morning. Not that Morgan was there, but <laughs> I actually <laughs> wanted
1: to go to James's session. I got but pulled he, into something.
0: He mentioned about being able to go. No, you got to draw the line and take a loss sometimes yeah. on a on a given domain sure. if you already know that. Hey. I'm going to have nine more sales that are going to more exactly. than make up for this loss. Yeah. So if something comes in, he's like, it's out. Yeah. He's like, I'll take a bath or a haircut on this yeah. thing. But I only do that because I know that I have eight or nine more sales coming along that yes. i want going to do way yeah. more than that. Fantastic point. Yeah. So yeah. then
1: point number two. Okay, lesson two. Um, I bought a bunch of uh, .me domains. One word.me .me domains <laughs> in an auction that .me did um, and did outbound on them. Um, so I think I bought, I want to say five names. It's in a blog post, though, so it could have been more. I think it was five names. I paid 500 each, so it was $2,500, um, and sold two of them, camping.me and rap.me. Okay. Uh, for like five...
0: Rap in hip-hop rap or like rapping gifts?
1: Uh, oh, rap like hip-hop rap. <laughs> R-A-P. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't know if I can talk about who, who bought it. It was a cool guy that ended up buying me. Yeah. But um, at any rate, sold... Both of those a few months later for $10,000. Okay. Um, and so what that taught me, that was really one of the first times I had started to do more heavy outbound. Uh-huh. And so that taught me, oh, wow, if you do outbound, like I, I would probably still, so it's interesting, the other names that I bought in the auction, I still have. And I haven't done outbound on them. Really? Um, and I always thought, gosh, if I didn't do outbound on those names, would I still be sitting on those? And then you know the yeah. names that I have now, boy, if I did outbound them, could I? sell them for five thousand bucks each. Um, and I've just been too busy you know, since I started a company. <laughs> outbound is super time consuming. Yeah. Uh, so anyone that so does will you tell say you so. Outbound, like yeah. what's
0: your definition of doing outbound?
1: Reaching out to people you think might be interested in the name and saying, hey, and that's are you both interested? in the
0: industry as well as actual in Only
1: out uh, only out of the industry. Okay. Yeah. So I, I never really sell to domainers. I don't think people should sell to domainers unless they want a quick sale. Because you're always going to take a huge haircut on the price
0: since a domainer <coughs> is going to resell it. Right. And then end user is actually going to use it. And it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. So then in terms of your outbound, so are you picking up the phone, dialing out, or are you emailing or what? When I
1: used to do it, it was over uh, email. I think if I was to do it again, like if I restarted doing outbound this year or next year, I'd probably have LinkedIn as my, as my number one outreach tool. Most people... You know, in a lot of the conversations I have with people that are doing outbound, Mm -hmm. um, every single person talks about how effective LinkedIn is. Really. And a lot of it is by doing a LinkedIn request and then saying add note and putting it in the note
0: Uh. rather
1: than just in-mail. Now, people do in-mail, too, and that works well. But, um, you know, people get so much junk mail um, that I think it's so easy to get ignored. And then someone in our session actually said that they've been sending... uh, Physical mail, like physical letters. Yeah,
0: so like U.S., because uh, I think uh, somebody, man, I can't remember who it was, was telling me that they FedExed somebody. Yeah. And they had to sign for it, so yeah. they knew that they got it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then yeah. uh, what they
0: did with it from there, it was yeah. kind of up in the air, but at least they know somebody signed for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think it, wind, I can't remember who it was, but it did, their domain did wind up selling. I'm like, get
1: someone. Look? You know you're going to get someone's attention. Yeah. Right, whereas with email, you have
0: no idea if they're ever going to look at it. Correct.
1: Right. Um so let's see. So that was the lesson Camp.me me, wrapped up me it was like, whoa, wait a second. I can do outbound and these can actually sell. Um but and no more no more.mes after that? Or I still have the ones that I had in that auction, but oh. I you know, everything That's I do now is inbound.
0: So And it's like a what I guess a handful that are that are remaining. Yeah, yeah. I think gotcha. I've got maybe five or six is
1: that many names I say. Yeah. Um and then so then I'd pretty much been in um the .com space, Mm -hmm. and I hadn't considered, uh, I had, you know, some .me, some .co, hadn't considered .io at all, um, and Park.io launched, and I started buying some uh, .io names uh, that were dropping. At that time, there was like pretty much no competition. I was getting right. a lot of names. And it's funny, I was just talking to uh, Mike that runs Park.io. Right, we were kind names come kinda... on. And we were kind of reminiscing about that time and <laughs> how different it is now because now, obviously, there's a lot of competition for the .io names. Right. And stuff that I paid $99 for goes for, say, $500 to 1000 on there now, I would say. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, I think one of the first... I was trying to figure out what my actual first .io sale was. I think one of my earlier ones was Yummy.io. Which I sold for one thousand six hundred ninety-eight dollars, um, and most of these were purchased for between ninety-nine and one ninety-nine, um, and that's when I realized, like, oh wow, you know, I had kind of had in my head, uh, you know, I was I was quoting higher, but I kind of had in my head, eh, are these really going to sell for more than like a few hundred dollars? Right. Like, can these really get into the thousand-dollar plus range? Because I thought. If these can sell for more than $1,000 or average out to more than (laughs) $1,000, I've got a really nice 10x ROI machine here. Um, And so, yeah, since then, just I went through some of my sales. Um, uh, Yonis.io for $2,000, Jigsaw.io for $3,000, Arthur.io for $1,475, Husky.io for $1,475, Godot.io for $620. Uh, crypto.io for one thousand six hundred and forty dollars, Pallet.io for two thousand six hundred ninety-five dollars, Patents.io for seven hundred seventy-five dollars, and Man. more there. But there's been a lot of .io sales, right. and as you see, you know the highest one. I think Jigsaw is the highest sale I've had in .io, which is three thousand dollars. So most of the stuff, you know, that sweet spot there seems to be right around fifteen hundred dollars, gotcha. um, but with the occasional something between like two to three thousand.
0: So then, what's the cost of a, of a .io?
1: Yeah, uh, thirty-five dollars a year is what I pay for renewals for .io's,
0: and I have about fifty .io names. Gotcha. So it's it's one of those. Well, not, well it's not to say that you couldn't go out and invest in .ios as you would. .com, yeah, it should be expensive. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I keep it, it around fifty. In. Yeah, yeah. With, with the pricing. Which, exactly. Uh, should hopefully keep things in check. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's the other challenge with like .ai is like it has such a high renewal fee. Right. Uh, you know, you really have to have some sales happen if you want to be spending thousands of dollars a year renewing. Right. Because um, it's well, a lot e- more. Either
0: that, or I think even um, in my session, I was talking about how cash can make or break um, a mm-hmm. domain investing or even a development strategy. Mm. And in terms of renewals, it's like a lot of domain investors are out there and they're like, oh, it's just eight bucks, nine bucks, ten yeah. bucks, whatever. Um, Adds up. But it adds up, yeah. but the thought process never goes, it's always been, I'll just do it for a year because I have mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Now, I'm being generous in saying, and I think Paul Nix, he said this in one of his uh, presentations, maybe it was a year, two years ago, of uh, the average time for a domain is something like over 400 days. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that's being really generous mm-hmm. because there are names that are sitting out there. I mean, I have names, probably both have names yeah. in my portfolio. That have been there oh, at for least years. Five years. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And so you start thinking about a newer investor. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, you really need to think about multi-year. Yeah. Which should force you to really look at that domain and go, Yeah, do I want to actually ante up? Yeah. And do this thing for, you know, three years, yeah. five years.
1: Yeah. People don't calculate their actual cost. It, it, I I really consider it to be like the gambler's fallacy, right? It's like your friend that like loves playing poker and just tells you like every couple of years like i won five thousand dollars and you're like yeah but i i know you've been playing poker every weekend (laughs) like how much are you in Uh, i had a friend like that and i'd ask him he's like oh i'm probably down like twenty thousand dollars and i'm like yeah and so that's the thing with domain investing that what i've always done which i think is probably like the easiest way uh to make sure that you stay profitable uh is i always try to uh like in the beginning like right now like the domains that i'm selling pretty much going to take all of the uh profit less taxes Mm -hmm. and put it into renewals so i renew everything that i'm going to renew uh and i know that's already paid for right uh even if i overpay for some that'll sell right because maybe i will sell i don't sell that many names in a year that it's i'm going to be overpaying by that much right um and so then you already have that covered. So, you know, I hope to have that covered usually in the first couple months of the year right. so that then I know for myself great, everything, all costs are covered this year. Right. Now everything else is profit. And then I can start reinvesting that because I like to take, you know, a certain segment of the profit and reinvestment into new names that go into the
0: portfolio. So then, are you doing that? One thing comes to mind and it makes me think about um, are you doing that like at the end of the year? So is that one of those things, hey, Black Friday sells and all this other stuff, and you take advantage of renewal yes. pricing or yes. any other?
1: Yeah, well, the, the nice thing about the end of the year is that's usually where I will end up spending the most on acquisitions, gotcha. right? Because I'm, then I know kind of exactly what I need to spend because right. I'm calculating my taxes and everything, okay. and I'm going, okay, where should I end up here? Right. Um, and so then, you know, that's why it's also a great time to sell domains, at the end of the year. I always find like December also tends to be a good month for sales because people have money left over, which is also a really great time. This is a trick I learned from someone. I'm not going to take credit for this. I learned this from someone years ago, but that said, um, whenever you want to just like get some last minute sales in, go through all of your inbound offers you had over the course of the year and ping them in December because for anyone that is trying to, you know, spend whatever is left in whatever marketing budget they had. Right. The budget's going to run out. That's the time to get
0: them. Interesting. And and they're likely, they may lose it. Yeah. In certain instances, if they don't. Exactly, Use it, so. Yeah. Interesting. And so, I mean, in terms of that, I know we're running out of time. And so, I guess, is there anything else that you'd like to share with the viewers and listeners? Anything else I'd like to share with the viewers and listeners?
1: (laughs) Um, I think everybody should go to a domain conference like NamesCon. I think, you know, there's a... Misconception around pricing of conferences where people think like, well, it's so expensive because of the flight and the hotel and all this. and like, what am I really going to get out of it? Right. Um, I have never met anybody that has gone to a domain conference and afterwards said that it wasn't worth it. Yeah. Um, you know, there is absolutely no way that I would have been able to um, do what I've done to date. Without having gone to domain conferences, and sometimes it's not something that you see right away. I think people want this, like, well, okay, I want to have names in the auction, or I'm going to have a business card that has my names on it that I want to sell a certain amount of, and then like they want it's almost like the Vegas trip, where people are like, and I paid for my Vegas trip with this. It's like you can't think of it like that. It's right. like the different things that I've that I've learned, all the different nuggets. I take uh, notes every day. I do uh, three things I learned each day. Nice. Um, and so. Uh, I look at that at the end of the conference, and then that usually, and especially because this is happening in January, so it's the beginning of the year, right. You know, while you may not sell domains or do something that makes up for the money that you spent going to the conference, boy, if you're playing your cards right, by the end of the year, it should have more than paid for itself. Totally. And this community, it's like people like yourself, right. like people are more open in this community than just about any other community out there. You know, If you yeah, go to the real the estate thing. community or if you go to the stock market investing community, everyone wants to sell you a video course or their books or seminars or all this stuff. Right. Domainers, this is like the one time we all get to talk about <laughs> domains, because no one else wants to talk to us about it. <laughs> and No one understands it, right? Exactly. Uh, and so you'll find that people will share all kinds of stuff about how they built their business and what they're buying, what they're selling, and all of that stuff. Not all that information is in blogs or in books. And exactly. there's no opportunity to have that back-and-forth dialogue like you can in person. So right. it is so valuable to go to shows like this.
0: Definitely. And, that, and and that's the one thing, because, like I said, with the three tracks of if you're coming for session, 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 mm-hmm. that's good, but the reality is, I'm like, man, this is a relational community. Yes. Yeah. Like, if you're really going to get somewhere in this community, in this industry, it's all relationally mm-hmm. based, as is with most things in yes. life. Yeah. Um, and so it's like... If you're coming for session only, you're, you're probably not going to miss too part pleased. of the value. I mean, yeah, yeah, you'll get some nuggets yeah. here or there, but you know some some of the best conversations are literally just striking up with someone that you may overhear, yes. say something to someone, yeah. or they pose a question in the yeah. session. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I look at this, and I've been investing since 2012, went all in 2017, yeah. started making my way to uh, NamesCon or made my way to NamesCon in 2018. Yeah. And here it is, 2020, and I'm kind of looking and going, well, shoot, I've come a long way just from being the one lone Mm -hmm. person to now all these many different relationships. Yes. And they make the difference. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, And that only really happens at a conference. Twitter is great and I think has been a good springboard. But it's the connection of – you're going back and forth and joking around on Twitter, and now you meet, right. and you sit down, and you have a coffee, and you really and you need get to know somebody. Yes.
0: I've, yeah. We, we've all seen the back and forth yeah. shots fired. Yeah. And it's like, well, I don't think he actually meant that. No. Yeah.
1: You'll see, everyone's a lot friendlier in person <laughs> than they are when they're behind their computers. It's <laughs> like with, with, uh, with road rage, with driving, right? Exactly.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, how can everybody get in contact with uh, you?
1: Yeah. You can read my blog, morganlinton.com, or you can contact me uh, at, Morgan, at morganlinton.com. Um, follow me on Twitter, at morganlinton. Uh, <laughs> my domain-specific Twitter account is at morgan.dotlinton. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. Well, Morgan, man, thanks for sitting down, Alan, thank time you so to much for having me. Honored yeah, to be on here. Share this yeah. insight. And yeah. so thank you, viewers and listeners for uh, tuning in to kickstart commerce where we share search marketing and domain name investing strategies to help grow your business so please subscribe to this podcast via itunes stitcher google play podbean or however else you choose to listen also go to kickstartcommerce.com and look in the right hand corner there on the sidebar and sign up for the daily newsletter and then last but not least definitely if you can NamesCon 2021, be there or be where. So thanks, and that's all for now.